Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, beautiful manifestors and non-manifestors who happen to tune in to the Hunting for Purpose podcast and welcome, welcome, welcome as always to the podcast. We've been talking quite a bit about business and investment and decision making and all of that kind of really um, masculine stuff lately. And I haven't been really speaking about a lot of uh, the other contextual stuff that happens to be going on in the collective right now. Largely, I have not been speaking about relationships as a manifester. which, you know, in one respect is a bit strange because we are numerologically going through a collective year six, right? As a whole human collective, it's a numerological year six. And uh, year sixes are all about relationships, all about relationships. And so I'm not sure what it has looked like in your life. Certainly in my life, I have seen a lot of Uh, kind of crisis moments in relationships this year in um, marriages, friendships, business relationships, family. There's been a lot of make or break. Um, Often people refer to year sixes as uh, marriage and divorce years, right? With people becoming deeply involved in very important, significant relationships or equally ending very important, significant relationships. And of course, as manifestors, because we're humans and we're part of the collective, this will be affecting us. I have certainly been journeying through a lot around relationships this year, pretty much every single facet of my life where there is a relationship has been impacted. Sorry about my dogs barking in the background there. They get very excited about people walking past the window. (laughs) Maybe they're journeying through relationships as well. Um, Yeah, I've I've had a lot of impact on every different dynamic and type of relationship in my life throughout this year. And it's been a really interesting lens to view that through the experience of also being a manifester. And so I wanted to spend a little bit of time in this episode unpacking that a bit while also fully declaring this caveat that I don't feel like I'm quite through the lessons for that yet. I feel like I'm still probably three quarters of the way through the journey, still learning a lot as I'm going, still being very present in some of the difficulty and some of the pain um, of these experiences. I I haven't fully reached the objectivity part of this yet. And as a line six, of course, that's that's where I develop a lot of my wisdom. 
However, I have been sitting here and really holding holding off, like holding out from uh, recording or creating any content around relationships until I, I guess until I had my shit together about this and that no longer feels correct to do. So I want to open a discussion about relationships as manifestors and um, some of the things that we can do to heal through our relationships. But let's back up a little bit first and, and I guess go down to some of the, the more foundational, fundamental aspects of relationships as manifestors. What I've spoken about in the past is that what makes manifestors really quite different in relationships. And this is when I say relationships, I'm talking about the whole spectrum, right? I'm talking about um, colleagues, you know, work relationships. I'm talking about friendships, you know, acquaintance friendships, um, you know, uh, standard friendships, very, very close, deep friendships. I'm also talking about intimate relationships with your partner, your husband, your wife, your, um, your children, your family, right? I'm just talking about anything that is a relational connection with another person. And of course, we have a very big sliding scale about that. As manifestors, what I've spoken about in the past with connection and, and concern to relationships is that we don't need relationships the way that other people need them. This is the quality that is a bit of a kickback from our closed aura. We live in a closed energy. We are energetically separate. We are just energetically separate from the rest of the world. We're even energetically separate from each other as manifestors. Just because we all have closed auras doesn't mean we can easily connect through them, right? Because we all exist behind our own bubble. You can think about it like a, a big like manifesto bubble. <laughs> you have your manifesto bubble. I have my manifesto bubble. There are all these manifesto bubbles floating around. We have what we need energetically speaking within that bubble. And so for us, more often than not, a relationship is not about a need for a relationship. It's about a want for a relationship. It's about a desire for a relationship. And, you know, the way that I've referred to this before is that really the greatest demonstration of love that you can have from a manifester is, is not that we say, I need you in my life. It's that we say, I want you in my life. I choose to have you in my life because I want you because, hey, I'm actually great with being alone. It's not like I'm, oh, I'm okay with being alone. No, I'm great being alone. It's easier being in my own energy. And so if I want you, that means I love you. I love you enough to want to have you around. Of course, we have plenty of other dynamics where we have to be in relationships with people, right? We have to be in relationships with work colleagues and um, generally just people in the world. But I think that the topic that we have really not covered when it comes to this is what happens for manifestors, and I, I certainly think that this is going to resonate more so with people who are lines fours, fives, or sixes. If you have a four, a five, or a six in your profile, this is probably going to land with you with a little bit more um, clarity than it will if you are, um, a, you know, a one, two, or a three. So certainly the people who are uh, like a one, three, um, maybe even a two, four, though you guys have got the four. Um, 
right? Because the four, five, and six profile lines are the interpersonal, right? These are the ones that desire relationship and grow through relationship. As manifestors, how do we navigate that journey of being relationally connected to someone when we don't need them, but we really, really do want them, and that person then becomes significantly important in our lives. So we might be talking about a business partner or a very, very close friend or an intimate partner here. Certainly we could even have this conversation around the dynamic of being a parent, you know, a manifester who is a parent to children. How do we journey through that when there's this, there's, uh, like a nuance there's almost an ambiguity to this distinction between i don't i don't need you i actually don't need you in my life however you're very significant to me and so i have a reliance on you um, I have an expectation of you. You bring things to me. You fulfill things within me. You offer a level of reflection, expansion, healing, comfort, right? There's a depth to this that goes beyond just, hey, I don't need you, but I actually want you. But, ooh, maybe you are so significant to me that I I want to be reliant on you. This is bringing up some pretty deep wounds for manifestors out there. As manifestors journeying through this year six with the rest of the collective, what I'm experiencing myself and what I'm noticing being experienced amongst you beautiful manifestors in the community is that this is really bringing up wounds of safety for us. It's really drawing us back to, especially over the retrograde season we've just had, it's really drawing us back to experiences that we had as children and teenagers and potentially young adults as manifestors where relational connection to people was not safe. It was not safe for our manifesto energy. This might have been with your parents. It might have been with a boss. It might have been with a close friend. It might have been with an intimate partner. But universally, every single one of us has, as manifestors has at least once experienced a very, very profoundly deep wounding hurt around having been in deep connection with someone and having that for whatever reason become not safe. Usually this is because um, our energy is very challenging to other people. And so, um, you know, we show ourselves and, and we kind of hold our energy and we present ourselves and we be really authentic. And then the other person gets threatened and they reject us or the other person gets threatened and tries to control us and and we lose that autonomy in the relationship um, perhaps we have been criticized by other people and we've been left feeling very inadequate we've been left feeling very mediocre these are the core wounds for manifestors rejection 
control, mediocrity, inadequacy. Those are the four core wounds for manifestors. And we see these just so prevalently showing up in relationship dynamics, of course, because we are humans and we are here to be relational. We are here to have connection with people. We can't spend our whole lives being utterly disconnected. And I think that the flip side of these experiences for us as manifestors is that we say, okay, well, that hurt, that wounded, and and that really kind of struck at uh, the core of who I am. That really damaged me in a very, very deep and unsettling way to go through that hurt in this relationship connection. And I don't actually need it, right? I don't need any of you. And so we draw further back into our own energy. We draw further back into this state of, I don't need you, so I'm only gonna have you around if I want to have you around. As a line four myself, so I'm a four, six splenic manifester, and so that four line for me is my conscious profile. It's the most significant part of my energy. And if you don't know, the the qualities and the characteristics of the four line. I mean, we are the relationship people. (laughs) The four is called the opportunist. Um, We are here to build relationship. That is, that's it. Our whole world exists around genuinely intimate, meaningful, very, very deep relationships with people We have a very wide network. We know a lot of people, but our inner circles tend to stay quite small because for us, you know, for a line four, whether you have it on your your conscious profile or your unconscious, um, for a line four, relationships are for the purpose of intimacy. They're for the purpose of closeness. And, you know, we we won't do small talk. We won't do shallow. We want depth. We want meaning, we want emotion, we want openness, we want expansion, we want healing, we want it all. Line fours really have the ability to see other people and to let other people feel seen. It's why you all love hanging out with us line fours because we see you, we do, we absolutely see you. And you know, part of what I wanted to share in this podcast episode, I guess, is give you a little bit of insight into what I've been journeying through as a line for manifesto going through a relationship year. Because those wounds, those wounds, certainly in my experience as a line for who, who highly values intimacy in my relationships, having those wounds as a manifester where it hasn't been safe in the past to have intimacy has really held me back in a lot more ways than I understood up until this point in time, right? I really held myself back in a lot of relationships, but then overly gave in other relationships. And that was really born out of that that manifestor wounding, I can't deny that there's this intrinsic link to, hey, as a manifestor, I got used in this way because of how other people receive my energy and that wounded me in this way. And because I don't actually need these relationships, then I pull back. And as a line four, what that did was limit me. 
I think that we could argue that this limits all of us as manifestors, regardless of whether you're aligned for or not. I think that this limits us when we don't see a sense of safety in having truly deep, intimate, supportive relationships around us. I think that as manifestors, what we journey through is just getting really used to being kind of not seen, not fully recognized, not fully supported, not fully understood. And part of that is just the quality of living behind this closed aura. But I, I'm really coming to a place of believing that so much more of that is because we have these wounds that we need to heal when it comes to relationships. And while that's never going to mean that you will suddenly start needing these relationships in your life, we're not going to flip from, hey, I never needed you before, but now I desperately need you. What we are really able to offer ourselves, I believe, is a place of healing and expansion that comes from letting ourselves be fundamentally supported by the relationships in our lives. Let me repeat that. There is a healing and an expansion for us that comes as manifestors when we can allow ourselves to be fundamentally supported by the relationships in our lives. This is where we start to see this radical level of healing around our throat wounds, around our emotional wounds, around our core wounds, our you know inadequacy, our sense of mediocrity, our fear of control, our fear of rejection. All of these exist. The healing for all of this exists within relationships. Certainly, we can heal these things within ourselves. But relationships provide a mirror. Relationships are the things that reflect back to us that which we are not seeing within ourselves. Manifestors, although we live behind a closed energy, although we are self-sufficient and we are independent and we're often referred to as the lone wolves, we need those mirrors and we desperately need the safety of that intimacy if we are truly, truly going to have reclamation over ourselves and if we're truly, truly going to expand as individuals. What I've been journeying through this year is looking at all of my relationships with a super different lens. Instead of looking at my relationships as, is this valuable for my energy, right? Is this where I really want to be expending my energy? Do I feel like this is balanced? Do I feel like what I am giving, I am also reciprocating? Um, how does my energy feel once I've been around this person? These are questions that I've always asked myself in, in relationships with people. Again, line four. What I have been focusing more so on this year in relationships is, does it feel safe? to fully expose myself with this individual and in this relationship dynamic? And does it feel safe to be reliant on this person, to have a deep level of trust in this person? Do I believe that this person 
truly does support me and is available for me, that they see me, that they work hard to understand me, that they support me in things like my informing and my initiating and my need to rest. Does this feel like a safe and supportive connection that I've got going on here? Having asked myself that question across every single relationship in my life numerous times over the course of this year so far, from my family members to my marriage to um, my relationship with my staff to my friends, has really led to some very painful but necessary removal of relationships. It has also meant that I've needed to shift dynamics in some relationships to have more of a self-protection rather than waiting for those people to create safety, acknowledging that, hey, this person might not ever create that sense of safety for me. And so I need to withdraw backwards a bit here. But especially in the latter half of this year, what I have been able to experience now also is discovering relationships where it is safe and it is deeply and predictably supportive. In doing that, and this has largely shown up in my friendship circle, I've had some of this happening in my business as well with people kind of coming in to collaborate with things on business. I've focused the entire year on collaboration. So I'm like in the deep waters of relationships here, guys. But largely in, in my friendships, in just my personal friendships in my life, you know, it's such a nice idea to say, oh, I, I want somebody in my life who really sees me, really supports me, really creates safety for me, has emotional availability. But when we have had all of these decades as manifestors of not having that and not seeing that as something that is available to us and not seeing that as something that we will ever need, nor should we predict it or, or rely on it, when that does arrive, I got to tell you, it has been challenging. That has been so challenging as a manifester to move myself into a state of, I am choosing to rely on this person to meet my needs. I acknowledge that I don't need them. I don't need this person in my life. I am still great alone. I still love my own energy. But I acknowledge that I can have a reliance now on this person or these people to meet some of my needs in ways that I'm not, I'm not able to meet my own needs in this way. That is healing for a manifester. I think that I have expanded more into my own sense of self, expanded more into my own um, direction, my own future, my own sovereignty, just my own me, you know, my, my own sense of self. I think I, I have come to so much more acceptance of the energies that I have through my energy centers, through my gates, through my profile, putting it in human design language, right? My gene keys even, I have come into so much more of a sense of ownership 
and acceptance and expansion within those things because I have been able to experience the healing that comes from being able to safely rely on another person to love me and to love me really, really well. This is the the point at which we as manifestors really do let go of the people pleasing and the fear and the limitations. I think that, you know, we talk a lot about, or and certainly in human design, it gets spoken about a lot that like, oh, as a manifester, don't think that you're too much because you know, you're not too much for people. And that's great. It's very, very true. And we can intellectually theorize that. Yes, of course, we shouldn't think that we're too much. We should always, you know, let people see who we are. However, our experience as manifestors has been, oh, well, for most of my life, really, whenever I have fully demonstrated myself and fully owned myself, I was told that I was too much, right? Or I was, I got in trouble because it was too much. Emotional manifestors usually are like you had too much emotion. You were too expressive. Splenic manifestors, it, you know, it was like we're, we're too much. We move too fast. We feel things intuitively too deeply. Ego manifestors, it's usually that you desire too much. You want too much. There's a e- Ego manifestors often even get referred to as arrogant, like you're too self-confident. You have too much self-worth. And all of these wounds come from relational connection. They come from relational connection. They come from people. It's because we interacted with people and people weren't able to hold space for us. And so we were told and reinforced, you are too much. So we continue to enact those patterns. We continue to, I think, even in our our really healed states, we still question it. We still question that. Am I being? here is it safe to really be myself here and until we allow ourselves to move into relationships with people in our lives where we can experience safety we can experience true support we can't heal that we can't heal that because we don't have an opportunity to test whether it's trustworthy whether this other person is trustworthy I think that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> I really thought that I was going to say something more about that, but no, no, now that I'm here, I feel like that's that's all that needs to be said. I mean, I could issue you all a challenge to go out and find these relationships or um, anything. I could create some kind of challenge for you, but what I really feel like is important here is just to get that concept moving in, in your heart and in your mind For those of you who it feels correct for, you can certainly take on the challenge of reviewing those relationships in your lives through that lens of, is this safe? How safe do I feel that this is? How supported do I feel as a manifester in this relationship? And be brave enough and courageous enough to take action based on whatever comes back right? Whatever data comes back to you, whatever knowledge and inner knowing comes to you through asking those questions, be brave enough to take action. Be brave enough to change relationships where you need to. Be brave enough to remove relationships where you need to. And my friends, be brave enough to lean into 
relationships where you need to. That's really where the catch is for us. Can you lean in to a safe, supportive relationship that is going to uphold your manifest energy and really trust that you are not too much, that you are not too much, that you're not going to be rejected. You're not going to be seen as inadequate. You're not going to be seen as mediocre and you're not going to be controlled by that person. This is a relational reckoning for us as manifestors. This is a place that we need to be doing some serious, deep work as manifestors. And I really believe that probably 2023 is going to be pivotal for us as manifestors in this space. And, you know, we're going through all of the purging and the shifting and the friction this year. And then next year, we will start to work on the rebuilding of that. So um, if you've been struggling with, with relationships throughout this year, this would be the time to really dive further into that and ask yourself those questions and then take action accordingly. Okay. This has been a deep one. Thanks for hanging out. This is this is me and my gate 48, all about the depth. <laughs> my undefined emotional center, expressing all of the emotions. My line four, getting all deep down into intimate relationships. Thank you for being here for this episode. Um, certainly, please do reach out if this, this resonates with you. Um, share it on social media. Tag us. You can DM us. You can email us if you like. We can't always respond to absolutely everything in depth, but we do receive everything and we do read everything. And we're really grateful when you um, use this community as a space to inform how you have been impacted by the work that we do. So thanks for hanging out and I will catch you soon in another episode. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.